taking care of your dogs can be. <gasps> Luckily, your friends at BarkBox have you covered. Sign up to receive monthly care packages delivered right to your door filled with food, toys, and treats customized for your furry four-legged friend. With prices starting at $21 a month and free shipping, now is the perfect time to get started with BarkBox. But don't take my word for it, let's hear from some of our satisfied customers. <coughs> Head over to BarkBox.com to start customizing your box today. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. Welcome to the season finale uh, for the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. We kind of didn't know how to end this thing off. Uh, we were honestly going to release it a little bit sooner. But we couldn't because we've had a lot of things going on. My whole family's had strep and Reyes has had family in town and he's been working and just been really busy all over the place. And we talked about covering certain tournaments and things like that. But we kind of felt like the best thing for us to do was to think of some players that are kind of flying under the radar. And we wanted to kind of put their names out there and really let you guys know, we feel like these kids by the end of next season, there's going to be some people talking about these kids. There's an old saying that says, if a coach thinks that a player is good in October, he's going to be 10 times better in February. And if a coach thinks that a player is not very good in October, he's not going to be any better in February. And we're going to kind of hopefully speak that into existence with some of these kids, because we see a lot of potential in these kids. And some of them have already been doing some really good stuff. Reyes is here with me as always. I forgot to say that in the very beginning, but he's always here rocking with me. Uh, we're actually, schedules were so crazy right now. We're actually thinking about just doing one of these solo, but we had to do it together. So Reyes is in between work shifts right now. We just hopped on really quick and we're just going for it, Reyes, and they're ready to get into it. I'm always ready, Lou. Always. Before we get into the kids, I think we should mention about our brand new partnership that we just landed, which I think is going to be really cool. And it's actually going to add a lot of new light to the Arizona small ball scene. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of fast model sports. Maybe some of you guys haven't. We're entering into a partnership with them. They're literally the number one play drawing software for sure in the country, but kind of like worldwide. Everybody uses it all across the world. We've partnered with them and we're going to start introducing these brand new segments called plays of the week, where we start to really break down and highlight some great plays and, and great segments that you coaches are doing in games. It's going to be a ton of fun because Reyes, I mean, you know this, we see so many great plays all throughout these games that we watch every week. No, I agree with you. Hashtag I agree. One thing also too, like as Jeff mentioned, you know, with this partnership, obviously it's kind of global and worldwide. A lot of coaches use this, but a lot of coaches at all levels use this from as far as NBA, NCAA, D1 to D3, JUCO, like high level coaches are using this. And this is a great product for us. And we're excited to obviously 
you know, bring this new segment into it and kind of show you guys what we exactly are going to do with it and show you guys how you guys can use it in your program as well. It's really helped take our program to the next level. And we think it's going to do the same for you guys. Uh, there's also a lot of other things with it that a lot of people don't know about, like fast recruit, um, fast scout. There's things that I've, I've learned about it since even getting involved in the partnerships. We're excited to help you guys learn more about that. And, and obviously, you guys can always ask us questions if you got it, because we're here to bridge that gap between you guys and Fast Model Sports. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, now let's move on. We're going to talk about some really good players that are flying under the radar right now. If we're going to be honest, Reyes kind of had some pushback with some of these kids on this list for me. He wasn't 100% sold on some don't of these do kids. That. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. He's lying, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll tell you which ones, and you can just target him, guys. You can just message him and do all that stuff, you know, whatever. You'll know so which listen to me. If you don't hear a long spiel, you know who I'm talking about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And these are not even in any particular order. But the first one that I wanted to throw out there, he's a name that we've mentioned on the podcast before, but we've kind of only mentioned him in the light with a trio of players around him. It's a player out of Phoenix, Christian, the two-way, Xavier Sandoval. I got to see this kid over at the Payson tournament, and I've always kind of knew that he was good and he's lightning quick and stuff. And But watching him, actually play at the pace and tournament i feel like he's gotten way better he looks like he's more mature i'm gonna tell you this his handles are, are i mean he's a stud on the perimeter he can get by anybody he really understands body placement and his footwork and his hips as he tries to get by people i mean he's tough to stay in front of and the thing that really helps him because obviously when we think about phoenix christian he gets overshadowed by the Tommy Randolphs, uh, you know, by the Bryce Anderson, all those kids like they're they're studs like they're really good, you know, so that's fair. But he brings another layer of shooting to the table. He also awesome. brings some really good playmaking abilities. I mean, he really helps them a lot. He's also got a massive motor. I can really see him being that third member of the big three for them with Tommy Randolph, Bryce Anderson. And Xavier Sandoval. Just seeing him play, even a little bit last year and stuff, uh, I do like his playmaking ability. He sees the court pretty well. Um, it's a nice little setback from, like, when Tommy Randolph, when he's driving into the lane and you have a nice open shooter to kick out to for Xavier Sandoval, like you said, he can knock down the shot. I like kind of like the patience he gives his team when he needs to slow things down. He can run the offense. Uh, he's not small either. I think he's, like, six one or six foot. Yeah, he's, like, 6'1". Like, he's a decent-sized guard, honestly. Like I say, he has quick handles. He knows how to get defenders on his hip and get the lane. Uh, he actually does a lot of good things. I think he's not necessarily their dark horse for Phoenix Christian, but I think he's like, well, not like the Draymond Green. I don't want to take it that far, but he helps their team a lot. It just doesn't go on. It just doesn't go noticed sometimes. No, absolutely. I think he's kind of like their X factor. I think that's kind of the word that you're looking for. But I mean, oh, yeah. last last season he averaged, I think it was like five points per game or something well, like that. Yeah, they haven't listed at five points a game, but the stats stopped after like December. Oh, okay, so gotcha. I'm pretty sure I, I remember like, I watched him in uh, late January, early February, and that's when he's kind of played, started ramping up. So that five points probably could have went to eight, probably another 10 points mm, a game. Sure. Um, like I said, he's a, he's an overall good player that I actually did enjoy watching him. And it's going to be exciting to watch him. So for you guys get on the radar, Xavier Sandoval, Phoenix Christian, because he's one to look out for, for sure. He's tough, and I for sure see him cracking into that double digits. And I think he's going to need to be in order for Phoenix Christian to – I think I'm ready to say this. Say I think, I, I think Phoenix Christian's winning it all in the 2A this year. 
over Rancho? I think Phoenix Christians, I'm taking Phoenix Christian right now to win it in the 2A. I think in order for them to do that, Xavier Sandoval's got to be a big part of what they're doing. He's got to be a more aggressive. And I think he's got to fill up the stat sheet a little bit more. He has to be more of a factor on the court than he was last year. But I think he can do that. So it's going to be sweet to watch him play. No, oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously it's way too early prediction. So I like that. I'm going to lock you in on that already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? And what we mean by, like, you know, filling up the stat sheets, we're not talking about scoring. You know what I mean? No, we're no, no, no. That. We're talking about, like, if he averaged, like, four assists, five assists a game, like, you need to get to at least, like, six or eight. Between six six to eight assists, you have to be crashing the boards with Bryce Anderson. I get Tommy Randolph and Bryce Anderson. I get they're long and big and athletic. But you got to try to get in there, too, get a little bit in that. And then, you know, take a couple charges, get a couple deflections. Like, all that little stuff that goes unnoticed matters. It's not just about points. Like, obviously, you know, scoring is fun and all that stuff. But when you're helping your team win and you're leading and certain categories like the assists or the steals or the charges and whatever like that says a lot more I feel like because it shows that you are the x factor of the team Mm. let's move on to the next kid that we got this is one of the ones that Reyes really gave me a lot of pushback on and it wasn't because Vince Edwards it wasn't because he's not good it was only because yeah you know you remember this it wasn't because he wasn't good you know we're kind of advertising this as uh, the you know 10 kids that are flying under the radar that we think are going to have a big season this upcoming season Vince Edwards was leading the state in scoring last year for a little bit of time at the beginning of the season and you know there were some people kind of talking about him and he ended the season what what was he averaging I don't even remember he was averaging around 26 points a game uh two assists a game 11 rebounds one steal and then two blocks per game. So he ended the season averaging, you know, he was filling up the stat sheet. I mean, he's doing a little bit of everything. I still don't feel like people talked about him a whole lot. You know, it was almost like, yeah, he was doing some good stuff. I mean, literally leading the state in scoring and, you know, he wasn't getting a whole lot of recognition. I really look for him to come back this next season, his senior season and really be, you know, aggressive and and really try to prove all those people wrong that probably counted him out because he was just at the one end of Gregory school. Now, one thing about Vince Edwards that sticks out about him is his athleticism. I mean, the kid can get up. He is super aggressive attacking the glass. And when he goes up and gets those rebounds, I mean, he has the athleticism to go up and just really finish up over the top of people. So, I mean, he's really, really tough. And there's, their squad wasn't terrible mm-hmm. last year either. I mean, they competed in some pretty good games towards the end, particularly. No, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, they competed with Santan, I mean, not Santan Charter, but like North Valley Christian. Uh, they competed pretty decent with Tank Birdie, uh, Scottsdale Prep. And even with Mojave Accelerator towards the end of the season, it was 68 to 54. They lost. He had 30 points a game. For him, I think, for him to take that next step, because their team finished 12 and 13, which is, you know, I think below 500 barely by a game, you know. Mm. Um, I think for them to take that next step, it's not him worrying about his scoring. I think he needs to be a playmaker for his teammates, because if you look at his stats, he only averaged two assists a game. Mm. And I get, you know, some teams, you know, I see you might be down as far as like, you know, player position wise, but I still believe that you can set your, if you're a good player, you'll be able to have the ability to set your teammates up for success. So I think that's probably like my challenge for him is probably to get those assists and probably, probably, you know, obviously be a score and, you know, create for yourself, but create for others as well. Is that like your Kobe challenge or whatever? Mama mentality. <laughs> He's like the Kevin Booker. I'm Kobe Bryant, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what you're saying is true because 
it's clear he doesn't have a hard time scoring and getting to the rim against their competition. But if he can help his other teammates get involved, you know, we didn't mention this. They returned like everybody from last season. And that game you mentioned with Mojave Accelerated, to me, that was something that was huge because I know they still lost. I think they lost by like, what, 17 or 15 or something like that. Yeah, 68 to 54. So that's yeah. six. No, that's um. I don't know. I'm not even into the math. Here, here we go. I think it's less than 16. It's less than that. Probably less than 15. But regardless, like that is the championship team of the 1A. You know, they competed much better against them than they probably would have at the beginning of the season. So they started getting better. And as Vince Edwards continues to improve his game, I've seen some film of him over the summer. I mean, the kid's playing tough. So I don't know. I, I'm really looking for him to make a big push at the beginning of this next season and throughout the rest because. I mean, why would you not? The 1A, it seems like, is kind of, I don't want to say wide open, but there's definitely some, I mean, could the Gregory School become a potential playoff contender? Maybe, you know, I mean, I think they could maybe make a run at it if they got a lot better. Don't forget the Gregory School, like three years ago, they were legit. They were going toe-to-toe with some really, really good schools and bigger conferences and stuff like that. Well, and you got to think about it too, like as far as Vince Edwards, like his size, he's 6'4". Mm. He's a 6'4 guard or forward, wherever you want to put him at. I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I'm kind of looking at some of the teams that they did beat. Obviously, they beat a San Miguel. They beat a Catalina. They lose mm. to a Santan Charter. They lose to a North Valley. They lose to a Bisbee. They lose to a Duncan. You know what I mean? They're losing to Flowing Wells. They're losing to like some of these teams that I feel like they shouldn't have lost to. Mm. You know what I mean? And for whatever reason, and you look at some of those losses, he only had 10 points, 16 points, 14 points. So against those teams where he's losing, it seems like he seems to be challenged by, you know, the other opposing team's defender. Obviously, he just needs to find figure out a way to impact the game a little bit more other than just scoring. And I think he's obviously he obviously he's gonna be the X factor. He's gonna be the train, he's the coal that makes that train go. It's just kind of pretty much how far does the Gregory, how far does Vince Edwards want to go? Because I think that's how far the Gregory School will go. That's pretty good. I'm just saying. No, I agree with you 100%. I agree. I agree. I do believe he'll put himself on the map. It wasn't like he wasn't on the map. It's just like you said, he just probably, we we felt he didn't get the recognition, you know, for doing what he was doing. But I get it. You get overlooked when a kid's averaging this many points and then your record's this. You know what I mean? I think this year for a senior year, I think he'll have the time to, you know, put the switch a little bit and then put everybody on the notice in the 1A. Okay, let's move over to the 3A now. Okay, this is a school that I really, I love watching. I got a lot of respect for their coach and Coach McCurdy. But American Leadership Academy Ironwood, ALA Ironwood, they have a brand new transfer guard. Name is Tony Willis. He transfers from Gilbert. He came to their school last season, but he had to sit out the whole season because of transfer rules. Okay, from everything that I'm hearing about this kid and from what I've seen from this kid, the kid is a killer on the court, okay? He can handle. The thing that I really like about this kid, he can score on all three levels. He's a great defender, got a great motor. You remember last year, ALA Ironwood lost their big Andy Allen. They Mm -hmm. played through him, you know, and I felt like they were the best when they played through Andy Allen. After losing him, now adding this guard, Tony Willis, I was talking with Coach McCurdy. He said that 
Tony Willis and Corey Wood, who is now coming in as a senior, that they're playing really well together. They have really good chemistry. And now instead of playing through the bigs, what they're doing is playing through their guards and they're playing a lot faster. And it's kind of changed how their whole team is set up. I love that. And throughout the summer, it looks like their chemistry is growing and getting better. He's about six foot. Um, he's class of 2023 right now. Coach McCurdy said that he's averaging around 16 points per game, but also that Corey Wood is averaging close to 18 points a game. And they've just been playing really well together. So I see this kid to come up and really help ALA Ironwood. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this last year because you remember I had very high aspirations for ALA Ironwood last year. I picked them to win the three day because I saw them in the summertime and I saw the culture that McCurdy was putting in and the talent that they had. And it's taken a little bit longer, but I was thinking towards the end of the season, man, sometimes you just need a different style of play. And now they have a different style of play that they're implementing. I think it's going to help these guards shine, specifically Tony Willis, and obviously probably even Corey Wood too. I can't wait to see how this kid really shapes out and how many points he ends up averaging. And I mean, if we're, if we're being honest too about ALA Ironwood, they're in a tough region, man. They're going to need a, a really good lift offensively. Yeah, their region's pretty stacked this year, honestly. It's going to be quite interesting Interesting to see where they kind of finish at in that region. I think with Tony Willis, like you said, I think it's a nice little one-two punch that's going to help um, Ailey Ironwood, you know, kind of rise to the top. And I think those two will probably be able to pick each other up. Wait, wait, you said rise to the top. Are you saying that they're going to win their region? No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay, uh, okay. Well, you said rise to the top. I'm just making sure rise here. The, or like rise to the top in the game. You know what I mean? I think they'll finish strong. <laughs> that still outcome. sounds like they're gonna win it all <laughs> i don't know i don't think they're gonna win it all i don't think and that's not a diss on coach mccurdy because i love coach mccurdy and everything like that i yeah. just think it's just interesting to see what happens i when we get to the way too early predictions you will hear what i have to say let's just oh, put that oh dang leave, 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 leave. all right all right put a pin in it well here's the thing remember the beginning of last season i said that if you're in that region and you go 500 you're doing pretty good you know, yeah. they they literally ended ALA Ironwood ended five and five. They almost beat Coolidge. They almost beat Thatcher two times. You know what I'm saying? Like they were just really competitive. They didn't they weren't able to pull it out. What I'm saying is maybe this guard, Tony Willis, will really help lift them over. Like what you said, bring them to the top. That's going to be really cool. I, I'm pumped about it. I'm really excited for ALA Ironwood and kind of their new look squad that's going to be taking shape because as great of a guard as Elijah Taylor was, he was very physical. He was a good slasher. He was a good defender, great athlete. He wasn't like a, just a scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like he just wasn't, if you add that to them, that helps them a lot. And they still have some really good culture there and coach McCurdy knows how to win. So it's going to be fun to see them play this upcoming season. I agree. All right. We got two. I agree one from you, one from me. Okay. Next one is a kid who is, uh, this kid's a bucket dude. Okay. Kyson Owens. Uh, Kyson Owens out of Mogollon. This kid is probably not necessarily flying under the radar, but this kid needs to be talked about way more than he is. Kyson Owens is, he can score from the three-point line. He can score from pull-up jumper. He can score with the floater. He's super crafty when he gets into the lane. He can use his Euro steps really good. He's just got a knack for scoring the basketball. He's super young. He's entering into his junior year. I'm really looking to see what he does now going into his junior year after getting a taste of what it's like being so close to the championship. I can't wait to see how he competes. Do you remember what the stats were from last year? Because, I mean, they were tough, man. He was a stud. 
if I'm not mistaken, Kyson Owens was averaging a little over 20 points a game. He had 21.6 a game. He averaged about five assists, five rebounds, two, almost three steals a game. And, then, and he led his team to a 22-9 record overall, 13-0 in their league, which, you know, in the 1A, obviously, their league is pretty a pretty massive, like, region, I guess you could say. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, so they went undefeated in the region. You know, they went overall pretty good. You know, they, he did what he needed to do. I think, if we're not mistaken, in that playoff run, they lost a very close – yeah, they lost to three points to Mojave Accelerator. That's right. To the champion. I mean, they were a stacked team. They were there because they got over the hump over in North Valley. Gosh, I mean, now you're thinking about it, man. And everybody was putting us – because I mean, we talked about them a little bit last year. We didn't know exactly where they were going to finish. We just didn't know if Kyson Owens was going to be able to do what he needed to do to get Bogey onto that next level. And clearly he showed that he can be that guy. I don't know if this is a hot take or cold take, but I can see Kyson. I'm not sure what a cold take is. I'm going to be honest. A cold take? I think a cold take is kind of just like everybody like, okay, like, I agree. That's not really like Oh, okay, that. okay. Yeah, oh, like, uh, yeah, you know, like a cold take. I think Kyson Owens leads Mogion to a top three ranking in the state. Hmm. I don't think that's like a that's a hot hot take. I don't know if it's cold. It's like warm. I don't think it's outlandish. Yeah, no, it's not crazy. Um, do you think is Kyson, is Kyson Owens overrated? No, not at all. <laughs> He's underrated. Nobody ever talks about this kid. He's a stud. Okay, he can get to the basket and score whenever he wants. He can shoot off the dribble or he can shoot coming off screens. I've seen him do both. And I really am impressed with how he can adjust to using pump fakes and then getting into the lane and then just creating a, an awesome lane for him to finish in traffic over defenders. I mean, he's one of the best in the 1A at doing that. He honestly reminded me a lot of Aiden Huniger from Mojave Accelerated. Like, they were very mm -hmm. similar to each other. Kyson Owens, I'm really excited to see him improve and how he improves moving into his, into his junior season. You said he had 21 points. I thought it was 25 points per game that he was averaging. No, he averaged 21 points a game. 21, pretty okay. Much 20, pretty much 22 points a game, which is okay, still a lot, you. especially for the rising junior that came off his sophomore season averaging that. That's like yeah. a lot of what he's – he has two more years to get better. Sure, and it's a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure hopefully by this year, if we're correct, he should be a, he should be on everybody's radar come the season and probably end of the season. Everybody should know who he is. Mm. Okay, and then we've got – Aiden Finch. Okay. Aiden Finch is a stud guard out of Benson that we have heard about. I know you've heard about Coach him. Milliard. Yeah. You heard about him from Coach Milliard. I've heard about him from a couple other different people as well from the small ball scene. Tell me, tell all of us a little bit about Aiden Finch and why he needs to be more on people's radar. So when Coach, actually, it was so funny because I was actually at a New Mexico camp, New Mexico, Western New Mexico team camp. And I was watching him and then coach Milliard came up to me and he was, we were like, you know, we're talking, whatever. And he was telling me about a kid that, Hey, like, and then all the kids you need to keep an end on Benson has this kid that you should really watch out for. And at first I was like, Benson was pretty competitive. They actually had a pretty decent season for themselves. So I was like, okay, like what exactly like should we be looking out for? And then he told me about Aiden Finch and he said, Hey, go look him out on max preps. He averaged 14 points a game. He averaged only about two assists a game, five rebounds, one steal. But he led Benson overall to a 10 and 14 record, which is below 500. He went five and five in their league. If I'm not mistaken, Benson's in the same league with like Pima and mm. a couple other of those schools, like Wilcox and all of them. So, I mean, it's a pretty competitive league overall. 
How many people do they return from their roster? Because Aiden roster. Finch is, is young, is he not? Yeah, Aiden Finch, he's, uh, he's actually going to be a senior this year. Okay, they, have gotcha. him, they have him listed as a 6'3", 175-pound senior. I'm going to be honest. Like I said, with these max prep heights and stuff, you never know. Who knows? He's 6'3", <laughs> but when you see him, he's like six foot six one. But you know what? <laughs> or 5'9". Or 5'9". I've seen a kid listed as 6'3", yeah, 5'8". It's crazy. So, oh, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. But I think with Aiden Finch, you know, I think he brings a lot to the table. Well, what we always know about Benson, and I remember when we had uh, Coach Neil on from Mojave Accelerated, when he talked about Benson, he always said that they're really strong and physical kids, and he wanted his team to play against them because he knew it would make them better. So you add all that to a kid who's pretty talented, and a lot of people are already kind of mentioning, kind of under the radar. We wanted to at least put his name out there and people to know about him with his size and everything. He's just going to improve, and and hopefully – he can help Benson kind of get into that that's that next level tier that they're probably looking to get to this season to compete with some of those top level two A squads. So I'm excited to see how Aiden Finch does. I'm excited to see how Benson finishes out. And now we got, if you listen to the pod, you know this that my favorite one A squad is the Salome Fighting Frogs. And on Salome, when you think about them in the 1A, what you need to be thinking about is electric, quick guards that are hyper-aggressive. And one of these is one that I really wanted to kind of put on people's radar because I think this kid's going to have a massive jump from his junior to his senior year. That's Ernesto Calderon. And he averaged about 11 points a game, one assist, one rebound, and five steal a game. And he led his, but he led his team to a 20-10 and 10 record overall and went 10-4 and four in his region. Here's the thing, Salome, you got to understand, like, Salome was actually a really good 1A squad last year. You look at their record 20 and 10, most of those losses are actually to big schools. Uh, they didn't lose a whole lot to 1A schools, if I'm remembering right, that's off the top of my head. And No, you're exactly correct. Yeah, because I know they played against Wickenburg, Tonopah Valley, different schools like that, so... Here's the thing with Ernesto Calderon. The kid's super quick. He's, he's kind of shifty. He can shoot it a little bit. That's not really a strength. But the kid uses his first step better than most kids that I see in the 1A. And he's really great at getting to the rim. He's crafty. Here's the thing that I really like about him. If you look at his stats from year to year, there's just gradual improvement. I forget how much he averaged like his very first year, but it wasn't a whole lot. And then it jumped again his second year. And then third year it jumped. So I'm just looking for this kid, Ernesto, to really kind of just light it up. And, and hopefully, I mean, what, maybe he averages like 20 a game or something. That's what I'm really looking for him to do. I'm excited for him to, to do that. If, you're, if we're throwing out challenges, that's my challenge to Ernesto Calderon to go out there and do this. Think about it. Salome is returning most everybody. They're returning a lot of kids. They're going to be a team in the one area that you have to kind of talk about and legitimately think about as a contender, especially with the exit of some of the top level 1A teams that just happened this past year. So is that your take, Ernesto Calderon, over 20? What's the over-under on that? Are you taking the over? Taking the under? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, the, the, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say probably the under, but I wouldn't be shocked is what I'm saying. I mean, the kid right. I always is in the gym all the time. So I would not be shocked if he's coming back for his senior year. He also has Kevin Castillo, who's another guard, who I think he actually averaged a little bit more than he did. But they're kind of like a dynamic duo together, and they play very similar. So remember we did that whole thing where one of them got ejected and he, like, took his jersey off and, like, yeah. went off. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Hot seat question real quick. Is Salome 
a contender for the 1A? Yes. Yes or no? Yeah, I think they're a contender. Do you see them finishing in the top five? Mm, I don't see them finishing in the top five, but I see them as a contender for sure. They're not like a if you watch if you if you watch them play last year at all, they they don't they're how do, this is gonna sound weird, like they're not a very smooth team. They're just like yeah. hyper aggressive, balls to the walls, all over the place, playing super hard. Like that is Salome, but it works well for them, you know? So I think if they can get a little bit more structure to them and just kind of get more chemistry together, I think that that will help. But I see them as a contender. I mean, the kids are athletic and they've got skill and they're, you know, they know how to attack the rim and they know how to play a little bit. So I see them as a contender. I don't see them as top five. And honestly, I think the exiting of some of these like top 1A teams, it really helps them move into that contender, at least just thought process. You know, I could see them. Yeah. And you know, you know, I would love nothing more than to be talking about the Salome fighting frogs winning it all in the 1A. I like that Boston Celtics thing. It gets a tattoo of the the Boston Celtics 2022 champion. It's just a Salome frogs. Fighting frogs. What do you see Salome ending with next year? The 20 and 10 this year. Do you see them having another 20 win season next year, next season? I think like what you said with the team that the, the kids that they are bringing back, I do see a similar outcome as far as not like where they lose in the playoffs. I can see them making a pretty decent run, honestly. I think I actually see them losing probably a little bit less games. If they can all keep it together mentally. I can see Salome going pretty far. I'm not going to say – I don't think – I think they lose probably about, like, seven games. Okay. I'll give them that. I think, like I said, if Ernesto and, like, you know, Castillo, you know, they can keep their heads together and keep the fighting frogs in the believe mode, I say why not? If they can keep the fighting frogs jumping, I mean, they're going to be good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their roster right now at Max Preps. They literally lose two kids. You know, I mean, they bring back everybody else. So I think they're going to be, they're going to be definitely contenders in the one NX season. It's going to be sweet. Okay. Now let's move on to uh, Wickenburg. Okay. Wickenburg has a kid who maybe you guys haven't heard about because Wickenburg didn't have a great season last season, but I'd be watching out for them this upcoming season. They are going to get better. They have a kid on their, on their team by the name of Jet Smith. He's a big, he's about six, 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 seven. And he can do a lot of different things for them. He rebounds the ball really well. He can shoot the ball from the outside. He can put the ball on the floor. He's a good defender. He can move his feet. He's a really good vocal leader as well. Jet Smith is coming back. He was a sophomore last season, and he was tough. He was no pushover. He's coming back as a junior. They have a brand-new head coach. They return a lot of their players. I'm looking for Jet Smith to be a, a very impactful big in the 3A next season, especially in his region. I mean, I think there's going to be some pretty nice bigs in that region coming up in this next season. No, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he averaged almost 10 points a game. He averaged nine points, two assists, seven rebounds, three steals, and about two and a half blocks per game. Mm. Like you did say, he is pretty athletic. He can get up a little bit. He's very strong and physical. I do like his footwork. It's going to come along, I feel like, with this new coach. They'll probably be working on him a little bit more. So I think he'll be able to actually have a little more tools to his game. One thing I would probably like for him to see that would go up, not necessarily his points, but probably his rebounds. You know what mm. I mean? If you have that size and you're that physical, knowing like every Wickenburg team, you know what I mean? They kind of use their physicality 
to intimidate teams and kind of get their will over. So if he can be that big man on the board and get second chance points, I can see Wickenburg going as far as Jet Smith takes him. Which is where? I don't know. They went this year. <laughs> they finished 15 and 14. They're an above 500 team. I think they finished, I think, 28 in the state rankings or between like 30, between like the 30 and 25, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They hung in with some of the teams. Like I said, they're actually, I mean, their region's pretty stacked overall. I mean, you got teams like Northwest Christian, you got Fallon Hills, you got a newly added team in Scottsdale Christian. Hey, Jet Smith is going to be a really big factor. And Wickenburg as well. I think that your prediction for them, kind of where they're going to end out, I, I could see them being there. But but yeah, they are just in a tough region. I mean, gosh, we're in a tough region. <laughs> yeah, we're in a tough region overall. I mean, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. I um, Do you see Wickenburg finishing over 500 again? And if so, how many wins? Do you have Wickenburg winning more than 20 games or no? No, no, I don't have them winning that much. But I could see them. I could see them potentially. They won 15 last year, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see them potentially, like, I could see them making the playoffs. Okay. They were one and nine in the region. Yeah, that, that region play is what just killed them, you know. If you look at, I think, if I remember right, the games that they played outside region play, the teams were somewhat weaker, you know. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. This is one that we probably should have talked about more last season, but he was way overshadowed over at Florence by um, Farmer who, you know, he had that explosive beginning to the season, and then he kind of, we don't understand why, we don't know, but he was no longer with the team at a certain point. But this kid is coming back for his senior season. His name is Brandon Farley, and I really like this kid's game. If you've ever watched him play, he is about 6'2", something like that. Uh, the kid is athletic. He's sneaky athletic. He can get up and dunk on you if you give him the room to. If he gets the space, he can shoot the ball really good. He can shoot it from the perimeter. He can shoot it coming off screens. He can shoot it in the mid-range area. And he's really good at going to the rim and finishing with contact. Like, he's really good at doing that. I'm trying to remember specifically. I remember his game against when they played against Valley Christian last year. He had some really good game or some really good highlights against them. I remember watching them on Facebook, I think it was. But he played tough there, and they only lost to Valley Christian by, I think it was like 15 or something like that. 76 uh, to 63. Okay, yeah, it was it was a close game, and he had a really big game in that. So I really like Brandon Farley. He ended the season. I don't remember what he averaged. but Oh, he, he actually ended up averaging over 17 points a game, one assist, five rebounds, one steal, and then about almost two blocks a game. Now, mm. before you move on with this, one thing that I've noticed that's been a kind of a constant pattern is the assist hmm. guards, small ball guards, pay attention. If you do listen, you realize that we do have college coaches. If you have aspirations of even thinking about going to the next level, one to two assists ain't going to do it, hmm. especially if you're a guard. It's just not going to cut it. You can average all the points in the world if you wanted to. It's just not going to cut it. you got to average at least five or more assists a game. Yeah, and I, I think with that, Obviously, you've proven that you can score the ball. How do you get your teammates involved that's going to help your team be more of a threat, right? So I think that's kind of what Reyes is getting at, which I think is a valid point. I mean, it's just really good. So, yeah, I I like this kid. I like his game a lot. Florence, if you think about it, had kind of a roller coaster last season. I mean, 
when you had farmer and farley in that in that scenario i mean they were tough man they were competing with anybody but they lost him and you know they were kind of like figuring out their new identity they had some tough losses last season i'm looking for farley to get back this next season i'm for sure looking for him to get into that 20 points per game and i'm going to be i'm hoping to see a lot of people talking about him writing about him because i think he's going to help florence be really competitive next season mm. okay so we got hayden maynard out of odyssey prep odyssey institute prep We've mentioned this kid last year, but we only mentioned him like one time and it was very sparingly. Okay, this kid can ball. He knows how to play and he is coming into his sophomore season at Odyssey Prep. His dad is the brand new coach. Shout out to you, Coach Maynard over at Odyssey Prep. His dad is the new coach. He has a, a lot of experience in the coaching world, whether it's in college or in high school. He always talks about his experience that he has back east. But I know that he has a very specific type of, of team that he wants to put out on the court. Hayden Maynard knows how to play basketball. He's a great point guard, honestly. I, when I look at him in his region, I think he's easily the best point guard in their region. He ended last season averaging a lot of good, like a lot of points. I, he fell up the statue, if I, don't, if I remember right. Yeah, so he averaged about 20 points a game, one assist. What are we doing, guys? 12 rebounds, though. <laughs> hey, that's tough. Yeah, sure, 12 rebounds. But, dude, think about in college, you're not going to get rebounds more than likely. You're going to be facilitating. Mm. If you're 6-1 and under, you're going to be facilitating. Mm. Mm. Majority of the time, if we're going to be honest. don't We can't sugarcoat it for them, Coach. We just True. can't. True. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. This is the kid that has, like, his dad has vocal eyes, and you can tell this kid, especially if you're going to these team camps, you know, sees himself being at that next level. And that's just what it's going to take. Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So I think that's a good challenge to try to get the assists up. And from everything I've been seeing, their their team as a whole has been really improving a lot. So I think that'll help his assist numbers come up. Because if you watch this kid play, you know, some kids that you watch play, they're like a black hole and all they want to do is score the ball. That's not this kid. I mean, this kid tries to find people. He tries to, you know, make the right basketball play. And he makes the right basketball play a lot of times. But, you know, you got to have kids to make the shots. And, and I don't think Odyssey necessarily had a whole lot of that last season. But I'm interested to see what his stat line will look like at the end of this season. You know, because I don't know if he'll average 20 again, because he'll be on team's radars now. I would assume that he'll average more assists. I don't know if he'll get 12 rebounds again, but but the kid's a competitor, and I'm excited to see where they end in their region regardless. And I'm looking at their schedule right now as far as for the next upcoming season. If you look at these teams, I'm just going to list them off real quick. He's playing the first game against Wickenburg. Then they got Trivium Prep. Then they got Florence. They got Northwest Christian, St. John Paul, second. Kingman, Yuma Catholic, Tonopah, ALA West Foothills, which is a new team. Hopefully, we can get some info on them so we can kind of share some spotlight on them, see what they sure. got going on there. Uh, River Valley, Parker, ALA Anthem South, which is also a new team. Uh, you got Kingman, Human Catholic, then you got region play after that pretty much. So if you think about their freedom game, which is Wickenburg, Trivium, Florence, Northwest, St. John Paul, just from those one, two, three, four, five re uh, freedom games, where do you see Odyssey with the projectile that they're supposed to have, do you, where do you see that record with those five freedom games? I could see them going like two and three. Two and three? Yeah, I could you see them. Do you want to take a hot seat question say what teams are going to beat? 
Um, I could see them beating. I could see them maybe stealing one against Wickenburg and against St. John Paul. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I just, where I think they're going to do way better is I think they'll do way better against their region play. I think they'll compete. I think last year, if I remember right, and you can check me on this, I think that they ended their region in third place, if I remember. The the thing with with them is, you know, think about the, how their region is going to look different now, right? Parker has lost has lost a lot of kids. Uh, we've got to see them quite a bit. We got to see them quite a bit over the summer. They've lost a lot of kids. Tonopah has lost some kids. They lost that Trent Larson kid for sure. Yuma Catholic is still going to be tough. I still pick Yuma Catholic to be the winner of that region, but I could see Odyssey Prep maybe moving into that second spot. So they finished fourth. Yeah, so they were below Tonopah. I went Yuma Catholic, Parker, Tonopah, them, and Kingman. Mm-hmm. But think yeah. about those teams that are all ahead, except for Yuma Catholic. They lost a lot. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly so right. I see Odyssey Prep moving right into that second spot if they continue to improve. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, Coach Maynard tagged us in the post on Twitter. Thank you for doing that. That they had a great weekend at ASU. You know, they had a great team camp and they did really good. So I see them really improving and I can't wait to see what this kid does. Challenge for all you guards and for all you, you point guards, especially try to get those assists up. I know we all focus on the scoring and that's what a lot of people like to talk about. But man, if you can get your assists up into that six range, that's really that that really speaks louder sometimes than more points. It's gonna be interesting to see where he, like I said, he's only a freshman this past season. So I mean he still has three years to grow and learn. And I think by the time by next year and stuff like that, I think we'll be talking about him a lot. Mm. And I mean, tell you what, this kid doesn't play like a freshman, he knows how to play. So it'll be cool to watch him. All, all of these kids. Okay, we're not saying that that these kids are this not this isn't like a top 10 list. All this is is 10 kids that we came up with that are flying a little bit under the radar or we feel like people aren't talking about them enough and we want to put their names out there and maybe even throw some challenges out there. So we're excited to see how this group of kids does. Um, I think all of them, it's a mix of 1A through 3A kids. I think they're all going to have uh, an impact on their team for sure and yeah, I think which of these kids from this group do you think will have the biggest impact on their group? I I think it's be kind of that's not necessarily obvious, but I think with Vince Edwards at the Gregory School, mm-hmm. I think he can really elevate that team in the one A and kind of push them over the top to be really competitive in that uh, division. Another kid that I think could probably you know second best would probably honestly maybe be that Mogion team as well. Mm-hmm. I like Kyson Owens, especially from last year. Like I said, they were just they were just three points shy from, you know, being not being state champions. I'm just saying being in that dance. Sure. They were just three points shy. Okay. And you know who I got? I got Xavier Sandoval. I think that his play will be the deciding factor as a Phoenix Christian will win the two A title or if they won't, because I feel like you already know what you're going to get from Tommy Randolph and from those other kids. But if you can get a third kid to play consistently aggressive like that, I think they're going to be really, really hard to beat. So, I like that. No, I like that a lot. For all of you guys who have who have stayed faithful with us all throughout the season and even in the postseason, we want to give you a huge thank you, a huge shout out uh, to our patrons. Thank you guys for supporting us. For everybody who's written into the show and kept us updated on how your team is doing or how your players are doing, we want to give you a huge thank you as well. 
But we just want to give a huge thank you to you guys for tuning in and for uh, just supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast because we love doing this. We love talking about all these players and all these regions and just kind of predictions and what could happen and what couldn't happen. So we really love it. Reyes, is there anything that you want to say in our season finale before we log off? Yes. Um, obviously, this is our season finale, but we're still going to try to be active on social media. For those of you guys that are playing club ball, or if you guys have any highlights that you guys are going to be posting, if your team's going to be posting, coaches, players, tag us, please let us know. We'd love to share you guys on our social media pages as well. You can tag us on Twitter at smallballpodaz. Um, you know, like I said, tag us on Twitter. We'll share your stuff. If you're trying to get recruited, like I said, post on Twitter, tag us. We'll retweet it. Like I said, we do have college coaches. We do have connections as well. We're just over here trying to help the small ball army grow and get bigger and obviously get you guys noticed as well. That's our ultimate goal. And then for Twitter, I mean, not for Twitter, for Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, it's Arizona underscore small ball underscore podcast, correct? Yeah, I think that so. Sounds, I think that sounds about right. So, yeah, on Instagram, if you want to tag us, that's the handle right there. And other than that, guys, uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Hopefully, we hope you guys are tagging us in a lot of things this summer and this offseason. It's going to be a while since we're logging back onto the podcast. Hey, for all of you guys who are tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, thank you so much. And we will catch you guys next season. I don't know when our start date's going to be, but just keep up with us on social media and we'll keep you guys updated. We'll catch you next season.